bit of a touchy subject, is it? Yeah. I mean, you know. (laughs) Yeah, okay. You can edit that out. I've Uh, already edited it out. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about Outbreak-type films. It's the Guys on Film podcast. (coughs) You're dead. Yeah, exactly. Over the course of this episode, you're going to die. Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah, that's uh, one of the surefire ways you know someone's going to die in a film. If they cough at least once then they're going to die. Well, I was thinking about that a while ago, and there's definitely one film where that doesn't happen. Should we talk about that in the deep dive? Could do, yeah. Yeah, I think so. So I think yeah, that's, that, that's something good. to keep people uh, listening closely. Yeah. Okay, wait, so... Uh, d- but don't wait with bated breath, because you'll probably, you know, fall unconscious. Okay, so you'll hear this noise <coughs> when the... Uh, when the fact appears, where Ian's cough fact appears. Okay. So listen up for that audio cue. Uh, what have we got coming up on this week's show, Ollie? Well, this will be a surprise to you because uh, you don't know what the segment one is yet and it's very hastily put together, I must add. So I'd like a review on <laughs> what you, how you felt this segment has gone afterwards, how well I prepared for it, okay. uh, how much fun it was. Um, so this one's called Patient Zero. So I'm going to give you a list of symptoms that people might start experiencing and you're going to tell me which famous actor this disease has come from. Okay. Sounds okay. good. Oh, cool. Okay. So off to a good start. Yeah, off to a great start by the sounds of it. Um, and then for the deep dive, we're going to go into outbreak or sort of pandemic-based films. Mm. Care to elaborate? Put it in your own words, because so nah. far you still haven't to me. Well, there's a type of film where people like are coughing and they're itching their skin, and people are just going off their heads because they think they're going to get ill. That's the sort of film we're going to base the deep dive around. So you know, you've got your contagions, you've got your 28 days later, you know, your, your different types of outbreaks. You've got things in a, a small closed environment like the thing, or you've got things oh come on, on. A, um, a a bigger scale like doomsday stuff like that where we have to lock everybody in scotland um <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about all those sort of things i think it's okay. i like this genre okay yeah me too genre, I like genre. Too. okay cool and uh between those Genuine. two things we're gonna do life scores so that's just yeah. your standard usual break right in the middle um before we get started i just think it's worth mentioning that if you want to let your friends know about the podcast then you can point them at our facebook page facebook.com forward slash guys on film and they'll be able to find all the links for our different listening methods on there Uh, or maybe not a link to alexa or google though okay what what do they do about that can just say to alexa to i think they just say it yeah i think we just say whatever they're thinking to alexa and then she does it Okay, Alexa, if I wanted to sort of cut off a podcast earlier than was was meant to happen, what would I do? What? Sorry, I don't know that. Okay, Alexa. I mean, I didn't understand the question, so how's a computer supposed to understand it? 
That's a, okay. Good point, Alexa. If I want to sever ties with a friend, what do I do? Sorry, just I get a pair of scissors. <laughs> Move on. Okay, uh, um, let's go. I, into I just wanted to say, one. actually, if you want to, if you want to, like, sort of carry on listening to the podcast, and um, you want to, you know, continue listening to it for many years, then I recommend, uh, you know, drinking plenty of water. Uh, a healthy diet, um, mm. you know, at least 30 minutes of exercise every day, regular doctor checkups, you know, make sure you're, you're seeing your doctor for regular checkups. Um, and also maybe just, you know, get out in the fresh air. Uh, you can take this podcast with you wherever you want to go practically. Um, so you can go and listen to this down the park in a forest. You know, just don't get lost. Could you listen to it in a toilet? Or on a boat. Uh, absolutely. I think okay. the toilet is, is one of the best places to listen to this podcast. Where, if anywhere, would be inappropriate to listen to this podcast? In a in a funeral. Uh, right, wrong. As it's, it's inside your shed. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, Seggy one? Yeah, okay. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast. For real, you know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast. For real. Okay, so, uh, Ian. Ollie. There's been a whole bunch of outbreaks that have just started happening. They're, they're threatening the human race uh, because they're all deadly. Hmm. So what I need you to do is, uh, as our, you know, epidemic expert, Dr. Ian Smythe, I need you to try and identify who patient zero might be. Uh, and okay. I need you to do it now so we can goddamn get a head start on curing this bloody disease. Um, okay. okay, a head so- start. <laughs> Yeah, let's get a head start. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's nip this in the bud before it kills another bloody person. Um, do Do you think anyone's ever said in an outbreak film, oh, "I wish we could just nip this in the bud"? <laughs> uh, that's probably what they're thinking. Yeah, they're at least okay. thinking it, aren't they? Well, okay. But normally, sure. normally by that point, it's you know more than just a bud, isn't it? When they get those sort of people, and it's normally quite far gone yeah okay cool so who have we got what's what's going on in this first one what's the okay, first question okay so uh, victims might experienced incoherent mumbled speech <laughs> uncontrollable positive life coach speeches and eyebrows that get higher by the day leading to death by by face stretching <laughs> I'll just do the voice for you again the mumbled speech Okay. Oh, uh, that would be uh, Sylvester Stallone. Bing. Well done, Ian. Do you want to name the yes. disease? <laughs> what? Because I've discovered it. <laughs> yeah. No. Do you do you already have one in mind? Well, I've got one, but I'll see if you can okay. greenlight it. I've got Stallonitis. Mm. I mean, you've just put itis on the end of his name there, haven't you? Yes. Mm. I'm gonna shut that one in the bin. Sorry. Okay, mate. fine. Okay, so we've got another another outbreak, and this one's this one's kicking off <laughs> again. So we need we need your help, Mister Doctor Smith Smythe. Uh, Why Smythe? Smythe? That, <laughs> I thought about this. Like, is that because it sounds like sort of refined and proper? Yeah. Because it's literally just a different name. It's not a pronunciation of mine. 
<laughs> I mean, what, what do you want to be called? Whatever you want, mate. Honestly, it's fine. I'm happy Doctor being Ian. Smythe. Doctor Smythe. Do- okay. Dr. Utko. <laughs> yeah. Uh, case two. Victims may suddenly find that everything is absolutely incredulous. Another symptom would be that extreme nasal contortions that ultimately cause fatal breathing problems. <laughs> That's it. Those are the only two things. Th- those are the only symptoms that have uh, presented themselves so far, but it is, it's spreading fast. So uh, mm. people are starting to find things absolutely incredulous and uh, extreme nasal contortions I don't think I follow with this one uh, just give, give it well. well I mean I don't know who it is I mean I'm, I'm asking you as our as our professional uh, I mean what does Owen, Owen I mean, Wilson yeah yeah correct yeah I think that's that's it yeah <laughs> nasal <laughs> contortions yeah because his mean, nose is all like mate that's a dig at the poor man but he's the, the one who's released the bloody toxin. Wow. Just but just like imagine this. Picture this scenario. Sort of a zombie scenario, wow. but instead of everybody like mumbling like that, they're all just all the zombies are just Wow. Wow. I mean I might even try and uh, make a video of that for people. But Okay. Just you've you've signed yourself up to that now. Um I think incredulous made the most sense to me. Nasal contortions. For some reason, I thought that to be some somehow the disease gave them control over their <laughs> nose and they could contort Nasal gymnastics. it. Gymnastics. Yeah, exactly. To the point where, like, you kind of then your nostrils all block up and you can't breathe. Uh, anyway, next one, I suppose. Can I just tell you that second yeah. one's definitely shitter than the first one. <laughs> I, I mean. It's potential that they're going to get worse from here on as well. I mean, but oh, right. don't blame don't blame me. You know, this is this is what's happening. Okay, so this one: um, victims may suffer the following uh, symptoms: inability <laughs> to change. Are you okay, or have you had a stroke? Yeah, I think I've. Yeah, I think I'm suffering from stalinitis. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Inability to change your accent at all, so you, you're stuck with the the one accent. So if you if you're a famous impressionist, you, you're stuck. Um, and an insatiable need to barter a better price, which eventually will lead to starvation, because you're never satisfied. Could you go through the first couple again? I, I, I mean, just got only, the starvation piece. There's literally only two anyway. Uh, so inability to change your accent at all. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry, I know who it is now. Okay, so, uh, in my medical opinion, I'd have to say <laughs> that this yeah. is probably Sean Connery. <laughs> I think you'd be right. Um, some of the I hallmarks have... of Conneryitis. Yeah, but, but I mean, you can imagine, like, how much for this bar? And just, the, every, every single shop owner is just, you know, hoofing you out onto the street and you're starving, but you've still got the need to get the best deal possible. Yeah. Um, I get you. I've got, I've got a name for this disease. Uh, I'm going to coin it. Conorrhea. <laughs> I'm going to green light that one, actually. Okay, thank you. Next one. A near constant protein gas emission. And victims may also suffer eyes that eventually leave your head on nerve stalks. Uh, this would probably be... Uh... 
Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? I mean, these are quite easy. I mean, I'm. They are, I mean, I know yeah. we've got the. I know we've got the best. You know, we have got the best contagion expert in on the show. Uh, mm. But I still feel. I still feel like this is just a cakewalk for you. It is a little bit, yeah. Could you've maybe made it less cakewalky? Don't know how you do that, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got. I've got a name for this disease. Do you want it? Go on. Arnie Bola. It's like Arnie and Ebola. I'm going to shit that one in the bin. Man. I think really? you should have as well. Yeah, before you said it. Self-edit. <laughs> okay. uh, sorry, okay. Arnie Bola, fine. Okay. It's, I mean, I mean he... as a medical professional, I know it's not called that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd but, like to uh, know what it is called then. If if. Sorry, that's... That, yeah, that's an army secret now that we're in lockdown mode. <laughs> oh, so you work for the military now, do you? I do, yeah. I'm the military's for, foremost person in Shrushen. I can't even <laughs> I can't even say it. it. It makes me sad to pronounce it. Okay, uh, next one. Victims will break out in eight packs all over their body. And they will also experience an inability to mention anything other than the eight packs that they've broken out all over their body. And alcohol kills you. Who were we talking about that had an eight pack that made me then go and look, look up Owen whether Owen Wilson body. had one? Yeah. Oh, eight packs. Was it Zac Efron? Uh, you, I mean, I, all I will say is be careful when you answer because you're you're. Uh, I'm career. dooming the rest of the planet. Well, no, you're, you're dooming the population, but you're also your career is on the line. You know, as the foremost uh, military contagion. Listen, Ollie, when we're all dead, my career won't matter. Um. <laughs> That's a good line. I like it. It's a really good line, actually. Is that from um, the film? No, but I mean, you could imagine it being in a '90s outbreak film. Yeah. Although it probably wouldn't be about that person's own career it'd be the worthy person from the film saying it about the nasty person from the film's career and by this time ties I mean, have completely been loosened ties yeah 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 there's a lot there's a lot of sweating yeah yeah and maybe a spilt coffee or two on uh, dated computer hardware yeah yeah pretty okay. good I'm going to go with Zac Efron even though I know we've not really talked about him Okay, uh, data informs us that that is not a match. Oh, oh, is it Jared Butler? It's a match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, thank God, just in time. We haven't synthesised <laughs> the vaccine based on the uh, Zac Efron data. But now what's happened is you've released uh, a kind of airborne <laughs> Zac Efron-based uh, <laughs> disease virus. Yeah. Into the into the populace, and now people are becoming and, stupid but ripped. Yes, people are also becoming like sort of ripped, but they have mismatched eyebrow and hair colours. Um, <laughs> somehow, all of them have now got bleach blonde hair and dark eyebrows. Okay, um, I'm going to name this one Gerard flu because it sounds a little bit like bird flu. Gerard flu, bird flu. Uh, these are bad, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Butler. I mean, I'm on the spot. I can't think of anything better. But at the same time, that's quite bad. I mean, okay, if, you there, think of, if you think of, if there's one final one. Uh, victims of this particular airborne virus develop a sigh so long 
but you suffocate. <laughs> um, is it Ian Smith? It's, it is. It is. It's the it's the Smith virus, and uh, right. good you thing might, you've got you Doctor Smith in on this to sort yeah. that out. Because so yeah. yeah, I mean, is there anything that uh, Ian can do to, you know, maybe reverse this terrible disease? Well, yeah. What I would propose is that we just reduce the amount of oxygen, and then. <laughs> I don't know how you would do that, but I mean, basically suffocate the person. Right. I mean, but the body's trying to do that, so aren't you just... <sighs> so you're basically breathing outwards for, like, ages, because you've... And it, and it only happens when you hear someone saying, well, I actually quite like the rock. <sighs> Yeah, it's it's in response to shit opinions about films. Yeah. Actually, well, you know what? It's not normally about that. It's normally just because you're like either late or unprepared or something. Or wanting to carry on talking about something that we've already talked about. <laughs> no, if I, if I want to talk about... <sighs> Here it goes with more shit. If I want to talk about something else, that's not... For fuck's sake, Ollie... We've finished that. That's norm- That's not a size scenario from you. I, you know, don't make me pull out the archives. I wish you'd not pull out at all near me. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, I mean, can I have a quick review of, of that Seki one? I mean, how do you think... What do you think? <laughs> Did as you turn a, into Conor film? McGregor there? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Um, I actually think it was a great idea for a segment, Ollie. It was really good. You said the execution is wasn't too good. I'm gonna say that some of them were great, all of them were too easy. But probably what I'd say is the 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 letdown was the names on some of these. Uh, if you know, but I think probably if you'd had a little bit more time, you could have been good on that. And I know Did you like had... Conorea though. I mean, you you like that one. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all right. I, mean, I think I greenlit it. So here's where my problem was with this. I felt like if I'd have made them too difficult and um, and put this segment on you like without you knowing about it already, we'd have had half an hour of you going. Can you just repeat, repeat that. So I, I kind of did need to make it a bit. I did make it easy mode for you, but maybe mm. we'll do another one. And I'll uh, I'll, okay. I'll raise the difficulty for you. Okay, fine. Well, I mean, I've had a lovely time anyway. Okay, me too. Okay. Um, Thank you, now, Dr. Smythe. Um, should we get sure. back to Ian and um, life scores? Yeah, okay, cool. That I mean, not that good. he might have a lot left of it, seeing as... I'll, I'll tell him anyway, so... Okay, cool. Okay. Life score. Life score. How are you? Live scoring. I'm fine, thank you. Live scoring. Out of ten. Live scoring. Pro- probably like a, a four. <sighs> I was just sighing <laughs> for ages there and um, taking you're my right. first inhale of breath. Breath. Uh, yeah. You're, you're I feel right. Better now. I mean, I, there's a, a virus going around and it, it's affecting people. Um, when they hear like a bad film opinion that they don't agree with, whether it's controversial or not, and they just sigh forever. Well, they sigh until all the oxygen's left their body. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I'm I'm on as yet unaffected by this, so sounds good. Okay, uh, how's Feel, your life? Feels good. Um, my life's all right. Yeah. Do you want to know up up front here, or should I keep it for the deep dive? The name of the film where the person has a cough and doesn't die. I feel it's going to be better in the deep dive. Let's open with okay. that in the deep dive. Let's. let's okay, cool. You know, so people, people continue through. to wait with bated breath or sigh, depending on how ill they are. <laughs> they are always always going to die this episode. Yeah. Okay. Finally, episode seventy-one is dead. <laughs> yeah, um, what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I'm gonna be pretty quick with mine. I've been watching some films for this. Um, I've watched okay. um, I watched Colossus, or sorry, Colossal, Colossal. Yeah, how was that? Um, with Anne Hathaway, um, I thought it was quite shit. Actually, to be honest. <laughs> I had I was looking I was quite looking forward to it, and yeah. um, I, I struggled a bit because like I kind of had an idea of what the subtext of the whole thing was. Yeah, and um, I just felt it kind of failed to deliver on that, even though I kind of knew that that's what it was supposed to be about. Kind do you think of, we ever fail to deliver on what we set out to do? Yeah, certainly. I mean, just look at your seggy one that we've just been through. <laughs> Okay. Um, have you seen Colossal? No. Okay. I've seen King Kong, Skull Island. What made you think? Did I not get it? Are you aware that there's some sort of subtext to this? Yeah, I know that. I know that there's like a she's like an alcoholic or something, and you know there's yeah. some battling with demons or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, the official synopsis. Gloria is an out of work party girl forced to leave her life in New York City and move back home. When reports surface that a giant creature is destroying soul, or soul, uh, she gradually comes to the realization that she is somehow connected to this phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, it says here it's a thrilling, funny, original, instant classic. But I mean, I think it's okay. It's fine. Okay. I've watched. Yeah, I've watched a lot of things in relation to this episode that we're going to talk about in cool. uh, the deep dive. So that's kind of it from me on that stuff um, I have uh, done a bit more towards my half marathon training great uh, it didn't really involve running it involved purchasing a clock what um, so I've gone for one of these natural light clocks okay so what was pissing me off a bit was having to go for a run at like 8 or 9 at night time after getting home and like sorting myself out after work and stuff so now I'm going to do it in the AM but all January and December I've been struggling to get up like early early because of the darkness you're tricking your brain you're giving your brain a bit of a trick mind Mind trick trick. yeah yeah yeah, exactly so I've got one of those so I'm going to try that out Um, but not tonight because tonight I'm watching the Royal Rumble so I'm going to be up late Ooh, anyway, and waking up I mean, at like not... waking up at six in the morning is not going to be happening if I'm watching. The so Royal when's Rumble. the Royal Rumble on? So we're, we're we're you know the Sunday of the Royal Rumble. So what time is it on UK? Okay, so there was a day in the past, back in my day, when it wouldn't start until twelve or one a.m. Right, mm-hmm. and then it would be on for three hours. Any of these sort of big pay-per-view events would be on for about three hours. Now everything's just shitloads longer. So, like, even the weekly TV shows are between two and three hours long because they've got this big deal for the amount of TV time they get from their current network. So, um, 
the big shows, they have two hour pre shows starting at 10 pm UK time. And uh, then the main show's on for four hours. So it's six hours of nonsense. Wow. Wow. And do you know what time the actual rumble starts? I mean, surely that's all you want to see, right? Here's the thing, Ollie. There's a women's Royal Rumble this time around as well. So there's going to be two. I think it's going to start with that and then it'll end with the men's one and have some matches in between. Um, Do you reckon some uh, of the women might might, um, go into the men's one for a bit? What do you mean? Well, will some of them try and get into the men's one as well? Like they'll they'll do their women's one, and then the winner will probably just run into the men's one and be like, "Yeah, come on, no, can have it." I don't think that's going to happen. Hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has happened in the past, but yeah. Anyway, that's so going to be tell, fun. Just tell me quickly, what are your top three predictions for the Royal Rumble? Here's my top three predictions. Um, some idiots are going to get chucked out of a wrestling ring. Yeah. Okay. Someone massive's going to need like five guys to get him out, and then three guys are going to go out with him. Yeah, that that happens quite a lot. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Some somebody's going to say that um, their money is on the big show, and there's no way that he's uh, going to get pushed out just by one person. And the, okay. he's their top pick, even though for the last 20 or so years, or like 19 years or something like that, he's been chucked out every single time. Okay. He's never won it, but he's always their top pick. Will um, there be about 15 times that the the bell will go or the, you know, for the next person to go and then you'll go? Uh, as in, like, un- unimpressed by whoever it is? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure there'll be some surprises as well. But then will there be a moment where, like, like a big name, like you know, your John Cena or someone comes in and like instantly gets like five guys out of the ring straight away, no, no problem. Possibly, yeah. Full, full adrenaline bar on the go. <laughs> adrenaline lad. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stamina, his stamina bar is fresh. Yeah, and his um, what do you call it when they're all pumped? Their charisma bar is through the roof. <laughs> They do a taunt. They press their taunt button on the... Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then they do some pulls down to the crowd and all that stuff. Who's going to win? I'm going to go for Ronda Rousey turning up in the women's one and winning that, even though she's supposedly filming something in Colombia. Right. Not that anybody listening to this would know any of this, but she's a UFC star, and there's rumours that she's going to come into professional wrestling now. I think, what, so you're saying that nobody listening to this knows what the UFC is? No, no, no. But I mean, no. What I mean more about is the wrestling part. A lot more people know about UFC than they do about the sort of bullshit that goes on in wrestling. Okay. Because at Fine. least UFC is legitimate. Whereas okay. wrestling is just childish nonsense. Okay. Fine. Um, and then winning the men's one, pff, mate. Don't know. No idea. Great. That's a great opinion. Well, I don't need an opinion. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be up till three or four this morning, and then I've got tomorrow off. So I'd have, I had an extra day's holiday, so I'm just using it. So I'll go for a run sometime tomorrow. You know, all the good stuff. That's it. Okay. What about you? How's your life? Are you ready for your half marathon? Have you bought a clock? Uh, let me tell you something. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I really ache today. I went for a run on Friday. Um, 
nine miles from Coventry to Kenilworth and back again. Wow. Very Great. hilly. And I had have been basically I've been watching some running form videos and I've got a question for you. So mm-hmm. how do you run? What part of the your foot hits the ground first when you when you're running? I'm not sure because like when I walk it's definitely my heel that touches first and then rolls over to my toes. Okay, that but, I mean that's a but, standard walk. But when I'm running, I'm not sure I keep that up. I think I sort of hit with the middle and then front of my foot. I don't know if I actually have the heel hitting the ground that much. So I th- I'm a heel runner. Um, mm-hmm. and I hit with my heel. Now I found out that that is basically a fast track to hip and knee problems in later life um so i've been watching some form videos and you're basically supposed to run with with a kind of mid slash ball of your foot hitting first and then sort of kicking up and springing up so it's almost like nature's own little shock absorber so if you're hitting with your heel the shock is just going all the way up your leg but if you hit with the the ball of your foot there's a nice little shock absorption there and you don't spend too much time on the ground because you're turning your feet over so fast now i tried to run this way um, mm-hmm. which is the sequel to aerosmith run dmc song <laughs> uh, walk this way so i tried to run this way um, on friday and i have not walked properly since i'm hobbling all over the place i just can't stretch enough and it and it I I'm I, I can't walk like oh, every time right, I sit Baba. down for like thirty seconds I just I've got I've got DOMS that's what I've got delayed what? onset of muscle uh, soreness okay. and it's uh, it's a nightmare but I'm trying to retrain myself to run properly but I'm looking hella foolish when I'm walking now uh, I mean do you walk like John Wayne Ed two oh nine Robocop Robocop yeah. Ed two, are you the same as Ed 209 when you uh, get to a staircase as well? Uh, I have to go down the stairs sideways at the moment or mm-hmm. bump down because actually my calf my calf muscles won't do the stretch. Jesus. It's that bad. So I mean, maybe you should see a professional really about this running form rather than watching... Uh, well, I'm going to. Well, well, that was my next point. I'm going to join a running club and I'm going to get some proper advice. Um, about my running form uh, so there we go um, so I watched the Gremlins the other night with the kids they really enjoyed it um, Eric said his most disgusting bit was where the Gremlin uh, got popped in the microwave yeah. and his favourite bit his favourite bit was uh, where all the Gremlins were in the pub and they are all like smoking and drinking <laughs> that scene is just so good I mean yeah. I-, I watched it as well and it was it's, it's brilliant it's just such chaos <laughs> I love it um, yeah, I like it as well. Are... I did notice actually when one of the gremlins in the kitchen is throwing the plates at the mum. Mm. If you look just in the corner of the screen, you can see movie. You can see basically uh, behind the scenes. There's little metal rods attached to the gremlins' arms, and you can see them in the shot. In the shot, yeah. Mm. Wow. So if you go to the kitchen attack, you know the bit where where she puts one in the blender, one in the microwave you know, all that kind of stuff. And she stabs one. I think it's the one that she stabs. Just before she stabs it, you can see the, basically you can see like the metal poles. Like only briefly, but they're, they're definitely there. I mean, if, so, you are, if you're looking at the string as opposed to the puppets. Yeah. You know, it's too much a, string. You're a maniac. 
I'm not. I'm not going to look that up just to see. I mean, you will though. But um, yeah, Next so we all, we all really enjoyed that. We all really enjoyed that. Um, I think I'm about an eight at the moment. Okay. Despite I, despite aching, I feel like I'm doing positive stuff. I, I don't give mine a score yet. I'm gonna. I'm actually going to say a nine just on account of the fact that I've got tomorrow off. I think nice. I'd probably be an eight if I was in work tomorrow, but I've got tomorrow off. It's going to be wonderful. Wonderbar. Okay, before we move on to the deep dive, can I ask you a quick question? Uh, yeah, go ahead. So, if you, you know, happen to be in a movie, uh, okay, not in a movie. Let's say it's real life, right? If you happen yeah. to be in an outbreak, right? So you're in a scenario where there's mm-hmm. an outbreak happening, and you could be with one movie star. Who would you choose? And and this it's, could could be for practical reasons, or it could be because it's the person you want to last spend some time with before you inevitably die. What's what's going through your mind now? Is it is it the character or is it the actor? I'm thinking actor, but hit me with a character first if you've got something in mind. Well, we need a problem solver. Okay, that's certainly not you. So let's think about some movie people. Some movie problem solvers. Oh, Poirot. What? Yeah, Poirot. I, I, I think he'd be able to crack this one. Really? You'd go with yeah. Poirot? Yeah. Gee, where's... He can see stuff that just... I know that's crime, isn't it? <laughs> Not disease. I mean, what about... What about Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park? Oh, no, Jeff Goldblum from The Fly. That's who I'd hang out with. I know, but then he's going to turn into a fly. Or do you mean just from the start of a disease? I can warn him. I can warn him. Pre-fly Brundle. I'll warn him. So you want Brundle when this outbreak happens and then you want his expertise, scientific expertise to help you out. Yeah, scientific expertise. Because he knows a little bit about, you know, DNA and stuff like that. So, you know, transferable skills. Be fine. Okay, uh, so putting it another way now then, rather than the character, what movie star would you want? Think think about just some of the idiots we regularly talk about. I mean, like, sort of, how end-of-the-world scenario is this? All right, so um, you've just started hearing um, air raid sirens that you didn't know existed in your city. So Coventry, you're hearing, like, a... And then, like, you've got you're... an air raid siren. I've heard it. They test it sometimes. Do they? Yeah. It's really eerie. Right, so there's air raid sirens going off. Um, yeah. You've been hearing sort of mutterings over some sort of um, tannoy. Can't quite make it out, but you're hearing the words um, lockdown and um, you're hearing quarantine. Coughing as well, I'm hearing. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of... Um, Sighing. Un- unclear um, noise and shouting and harrowing sound outside. So you're there... You've got to hatch your plan. You've got to work out how you're getting out of there. Because you can't stay. You're going to be done for. So who's the person in your house with you that you want to hatch this plan with? Uh, um, Harrison Ford. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because what we're going to do is... Um, Fly away. We're gonna, yeah, exactly. We're going to get in my uh, Ford, uh, Ford Fiesta. And we're going to hot tail it all the way down to Cov Airport. And I know the way. So we're going to go there. And we're going to uh, jack a two-seater plane, or whatever you call it, Cessna. We're going to 
we're going to get in one of those and then we're going to fly it to you know out of the quarantine zone okay. but what we get what's going to happen is is, is he's going You'll to bloody try it. and land it on a bloody golf course isn't he he's going to try <laughs> and, and land it on another plane that's in flight yeah I'm good at flying but how do you land this thing <laughs> um what do you think the outcome of all that is? Um, I, I think probably will be the people that um, manage to spread it even further because we will have got the uh, virus out of the quarantine zone and we'll take it to like Scotland or something because right. it's a famous uh, golf course in Scotland that he'll want to land on. Yeah, St Andrews, yeah. yeah I, I, but e- even then. still, even though he's doomed the world to potential like complete ruin... Um, the newspapers will still refer to him as a troublemaker. <laughs> 78-year-old troublemaker. <laughs> uh, uh, what's he like? He's off his head, eh? Um, okay, and do you think that Owen Wilson would be able to cope under the sort of tension and pressure of all this sort of stuff? What would he be doing? Well, I mean, he's patient zero, isn't he? This is the... Wow, you know, this is wow, Owen wow, Wilson's uh, wow. virus where everyone's wowing it around everywhere. Yeah, so I think he's... He's, you know, he's uh, patient zero, so he's already in the horde, the wow horde, just staring at stuff, going, "Wow." Okay, wow. my my patience. While his has nose hit is zero. doing nostril gymnastics. My patience has hit zero for us to get to the deep dive. So let's move on. Okay. Think I'll probably double check that. That was a jingle. All right, Ollie, you brought this one up. <coughs> Sorry, I've just got a bit of a cough. Okay, Ollie, you, this is your brain, brain, brain child, child brain. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what are we doing this time? Okay, so now I've got two categories here, and we can talk about both of them. We can, you know, we can hit one harder than the other. Um, <laughs> so basically, we're talking about films where some kind of virus, some kind of disease spreads and eventually takes hold, mutates, makes people sick, turns people into monsters, uh, zombies, or what have you. And all of a sudden the CDC or whoever it is is trying to get a hold of the situation or you've got Mila Jokovic kicking dogs with bacon uh, all over their body in the face. You know, you've, you've got all these scenarios that are, that are potentially happening. So this is films where a disease of some sort or an outbreak of some sort takes centre stage. And now, as you rightly pointed out, a lot of zombie films do fall in that category. And we will be talking about some zombie films, but fear not zombie fans. Uh, we probably are going to do like a fully fledged zombie episode in the future. But right now we're focusing on the cause so this is the the diseases, the con- the contagions, uh, which is one of the films actually. Um, but first of all, you, we want to find out about your cough banter that we uh, that the viewers or listeners have been eager to hear about. So, <coughs> well, listen, you sound like you got a bit of a cough there as well. Are you okay? I'm fine actually. Yeah, I feel like. <sighs> Sighing a little bit, but well, I mean, just, I think I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. I mean, it's we've held on for a long time to just get this out, and you said leave it for the deep dive. So that that's on you, Ollie. That's okay, on yeah. you, not me. Okay. Uh, 
if this is unexciting. But Bridge of Spies, where Tom Hanks goes off um, to part exchange a couple of Games. prisoners of war down CEX. <laughs> no, he goes. He goes over to Russia and he's trying to exchange pris- prisoners of war. And he's a, a lawyer who's doing a lot of bartering. He's show me how much we'll get for these Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he lives till the very end. I mean, he's really tired and he falls into bed and just has a big sleep because he's trying to get over this rotten cold that he's had. But he stays alive. Um, there's a great story, Ian. Thanks for sharing it with us. Um, but I tell you who else has a rotten cough all the way through the film. And it's it's just horrible. Is uh, Viggo Mortensen in The Road. Oh, yeah. Oh, he His cough... I mean, he's smoking in that film as well, but his cough is chronic, uh, and he does actually die. So, I mean, I feel like that's just <laughs> like we were kind of specifically setting out to find examples of where a cough in a film didn't lead to dying. So, what you've described is like the rule, as opposed to any exception to the rule. Okay, um, so where do we want to go first? It's your deep dive in a way, you know. Okay, you, all but, right, but fine. Would you like me to maybe describe what uh, an epidemic or pandemic is? Please. An epidemic is a disease outbreak that is concentrated in a particular region. And like in, Coventry. Sure. And a pandemic is a disease outbreak that occurs over a wide geographic area and affects a very Outside high proportion. Yeah. yeah. Multiple continents, I think. Sure wide geographic area and affects a very high proportion of the population either of them though um, spread very quickly so one spreads very quickly within an area one spreads like it doesn't give fucks about the area yeah it's like (laughs) I'm leaving Warwickshire I'm out of here (laughs) yeah I'm getting on that plane with Harrison Ford and I'm uh, yeah I'm going viral yeah well yeah great Good one. Is that a pre-written joke? Well, no. How would I have pre-written that? I mean, think about viral. it. How would I have ever you been just, able to have pre-written that joke? You've got a little list to the right of you there that says things like going viral. And you're just looking for ways to... <laughs> you, you've got... Shoehorn hash, it in. Hashtag going viral written on your notes there. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I bet you there'll be a good chance for this anytime soon. Okay, so I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why I wanted to do this one, because I recently bought a board game called Pandemic. Um, and this one is basically about... A, um, Cooperative board different... game designed by Matt Leacock and published by Zedman Games in 2007. Leacock, uh, which is one of the symptoms that uh, one might <laughs> That happened inside your shed. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, so yeah, no, this is a great board game, um, and we're not sponsored by Pandemic at all. But um, it's a really good board game. But it's very, very difficult. You basically uh, you play as different characters, and they've all got different skills. And your job is to cure different diseases and stop them spreading throughout the world. But um, it starts getting really uh, on top and hard to manage because the diseases start spreading, and then you get like outbreaks and. Um, you have to work together but it's a cooperative board game so it is, it's pretty different to anything else that I've ever played certainly different to anything you've ever played <laughs> um, so it just made it made me think about you know these sort of films so I have I have a big list of them but the one that I really wanted to watch was actually Contagion I know that we've touched on this one before so this is a Steven Soderbergh film 
Mm. Um, I'm going to give you the official synopsis. So, the official synopsis. Healthcare professionals, government officials, and everyday people find themselves in the midst of a worldwide epidemic as the CDC works to find a cure. Now, I actually watched this one last night, um, and the trailer is a lot better than the film. Okay. It You've mentioned the CDC twice now. Just just for um, people that don't know, that's the Center for Disease Control. Disease Control. Right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh, people are learning things left, right, and center. In LearnCast, you'll learn boring things. Um, ah, it's not boring. People can go into work tomorrow and go, say, do you know what an epidemic is? What could I do? Or if like someone might actually be listening to this podcast. And there'll be a pub quiz, and and one of the big questions will be, what does CDC stand for? People I mean, like, as far as inappropriate places to listen to a podcast go, and and a pub, a pub quiz, quiz is probably going to be pretty up there, with funeral as the other one that you mentioned. Yeah. So um, I've got some taglines for this one. So. Um, the world goes viral September 9th. That was one of the taglines. Okay. Is that where um, you got yeah. your joke for the week this week? Yeah. And uh, don't talk to anyone, don't touch anyone, and nothing spreads like fear. So I just thought that the actual sort of setup and the idea of the film was just a lot better than the execution. I thought it was quite boring, uh, and I felt it kind of lacked any sort of... I don't know. I mean, there was there was quite a lot of death, um, but it, it did sort of focus on a lot of different conversations going on. So you didn't see a lot of what was going on in the outside world. It was just quite. I mean, it was just quite slow paced. Um, mm-hmm. I think for a similar film, the Dustin Hoffman film Outbreak uh, was probably you know a bit better but there is some interesting interesting things here supposedly it's very scientifically accurate that's what i want from a cinema experience apart from one one scene here one scene where um a doctor injects herself with a vaccine it had to be reshot at the uh, suggestion of the consultant doctor ian lipkin because her scientist character was inappropriately shown injecting the needle through clothing. Yeah, they do that in quite a lot of films, don't they? Do they? Yeah. Do they? I, yeah, like, you know when you're in a rush and people need to administer, like, adrenaline or something? They yeah. run in and they'll, like, stab it through clothes. What? <laughs> okay. And I, I, I've always thought that that was a little bit of a weird thing. Just doesn't okay. seem like a good idea. Or, like, right. co- cotton getting forced into... So to promote this film, Warner Brothers built two giant Petri dishes treated with bacteria and fungi and set them in a Toronto storefront window. Over several days, the bacteria and fungi specimens grew to spell out the name of the film and form biohazard symbols. So you could do the same thing with bread, probably. But But what's the point? What's the point? (laughs) I think going in, I had such high hopes that this was going to be the one that was going to be like quite scary and quite intense and like oh god but it just it just wasn't have you seen it yeah i've seen it i mean i could have told you that it was like it was a slow burner and didn't really particularly go anywhere um but you didn't ask so 
Here you are, two hours down. I've got, I've got, um, I've got some swearing. There was okay. some swearing in it. Not so there that, was yeah. one f. There was one f word. Uh, a character said, "Fuck off, lady." <laughs> okay. There was uh, four to five shits and eight scatological terms. Well, I mean, I mean you know, when, when people... push comes to shove, I would find it quite hard to come up with eight individual scatological terms. When push comes to shove. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Where so, do you want to go now? Well, fine. But was the scatol was the scatology uh, in relation to people like shitting, shitting no. because of being ill? No, people were just were like sweaty and then dying. Okay. Yeah, I kind of don't remember it particularly clearly. Fine. Okay. Let's move I, on then. Yeah, so. Okay. What what will I bring up first? Okay, well, just talking about swearing, I'm going to start with the original crazies. Okay. Um, so, in the crazies, a nurse, Lane Carroll, and her husband, W.G. McMillan, try to get out of their infected town, but the army has sealed it off. Um, so, the crazies is yeah, from... I've seen the new one. Okay, with... Um, what's his name? Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. I mean, what was what was that name all about? Don't know. What did, what did you think to the new one? Sounds like a Pokemon, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, it does. It does actually. Yeah. Great yeah. point. I've just caught uh, an Oliphant. Yay! <laughs> and it evolves into Elatronk. Yeah, Elatronk. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Actually, I thought it was really good. I liked it. I thought it was, okay, uh, it was yeah. very John Carpenter. Very John Carpenter, indeed. Very John Carpenter. Um, okay, so the original is by George A. Romero, uh-huh. who, who we know from the Living Dead films, right? Yeah. Uh, the director of, not from being in. Although he does make some cameos in a bunch of the stuff. So, yeah, the other this is another official synopsis for this that kind of explains it slightly better. The military attempts to contain a man-made combat virus that causes death and permanent insanity in those infected as it overtakes yeah, so a it's small like a, Pennsylvania a military, like a, a toxin that contaminates the local water supply in the new one. Yeah, and it, it sort of plays out, it seems like it's a bit of a mistake that what they thought was, so they were basically dropping what they thought was a cure over an area to test it out, and it turns out it was actually to yeah. test the bad stuff, <laughs> the weapon itself. Yeah. Um, so the chemical weapon gets dropped. I actually think a lot of the stuff in relation to um, like the the actual craziness is better in the sequel than it was in the original. Um, there's a lot of people yeah. that just run around sort of smiling in the first one. Right. Yeah. And it, and in okay. the, uh, even rewatching the trailer for the remake, the trailer the, there were a couple of moments. There's a guy that goes to the football field with a shotgun. Um, that is quite full on and you know there's a bunch of other sort of uh, scenes where people have obviously gone crazy um, oh and I, I seem to remember there's a there's a bit where a guy's going around with a pitchfork yeah uh, stabbing people on the floor to make sure they're dead and there's an alive person there and he's uh, you know ah god he's gonna get it exactly um, yeah, tension 101 so here here's my best bet it's right at the very start but basically okay 
it's just really harrowing but like because i actually think it kind of like overall the film's quite shapeless like uh kind of feels like it just goes <laughs> on and you don't really know like i don't know have you seen the original i've only seen the new one uh, okay. i did really like the new one so I quite like the new one, and I would definitely say it gives you more to root for and get behind than the first one. The first one is like, it's got the setup, but it doesn't really have characters that you follow and want to get anywhere. But okay. at the very start of the film, there is a man who has gone crazy, and he's setting his house on fire. And as he does that, his kids are still in the house, and um, a little girl goes to wake her mum up to get her out of the house. Oh. And she's already being killed by the dad. And there's oh, something man. just quite harrowing and nasty about the little girl finding her dead mum. I like the look of That would be her finding the dead mum. That's what Ian, that's what's harrowing. <laughs> yes. But it's just the look of sad sort of realisation and dejection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh what dejection because he's dead. Or she's dead. Like oh she's she don't want me. No, dejected, not rejected. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we move on? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, sure. You know, got but, a, let's rattle. Let's really rattle through these. Okay, well, here's you know, here's why I brought up the crazies though, because I've got some swearing. That's why I related it to swearing. So somebody's given a very specific. Uh, so, so on the profanity on um, IMDb, we've got profanity for the crazies. There's a considerable amount of profanity in this film. Some of it is mildly graphic. Uh, profanity. I, it's itemized with a numeric value next to every one. Fuck. Okay. One. Ass. Eight. Asses. Three. Bullshit. One. Butts. One. Christ. Three. Christ's sake. Four. Damn. Eight. God. Two. And so on and so on. Like somebody is. Uh, all right. And now, sep- for some reason, separate to profanity, it's been itemized as insults. Asshole. One. Bastard. One. Boy. One. Chick one lunk chick. Yeah, I think it's sort of being used as a put down to hey you like, chick, you I, goddamn chick. I don't know. The same as like calling a man a boy or a girl a, a woman a chick. Like it's kind of you know who's that chick? Um, mother mothers, and I presume that they're not mothers. They are people okay. who they're calling mothers. Uh, pigs three, and it says as in sleazy so that's descri- <laughs> yeah. so being called a peg because you're a sleaze poor schmuck yes, sort of slick back hair sick Stubble. son of a bitch yeah one person does an <laughs> up yours fist on. the and list literally goes on yeah here's the last one though screw is written in dust on a window I mean, what what people need to realise is, and I'm sure they have realised this by now, but IMDb is like a public-ran website. So yeah. someone will have gone through this whole film with, an, with a pad and a pen, and every time that a new swear word has, has popped up, they've written it down, and then if it pops up again, they'll put a little dash next to it. And yeah. then they'll tally it all up. It's That's the sp- their life. Yeah, the spreadsheet life. So shall yeah, we move okay. on? Can we move on? Twelve Monkeys. Okay, yeah. So this is Terry Gilliam film starring Bruce Willis and uh, Brad Pitt as a crazy man. Uh, so official synopsis. The official synopsis. In the future, 
No, in a future world devastated by disease, see, it's, it's you know, disease, uh, a convict is sent back in time to gather information about the man-made virus that wiped out most of the human population on the planet. Um, I really like this film. Wow. And I'm not a massive fan of um, Terry Gilliam films. Just never really been mad into them. But I, I do actually really like this one. Have you seen this one, Ian? I have seen this many times and I got it on DVD. But um, I like it a lot. But the story has still never completely made sense to me. I follow what he's doing going back and forward in time, but I still feel that, like, the... It may well be quite clever, but it doesn't sort of lead... To, you know, like, the I think there's a big reveal in the airport at the end. Yeah, so where he sees... So, basically, um, Bruce Willis's character is sent back in time, and he's supposed to go back to a moment before this sort of disease outbreak happens to sort of find out who this army of the 12 monkeys is but they accidentally send him too far back um and then there's a bit of backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and then he goes back to the right time period but when he gets to that time period and he's like telling people what's going on they quite rightly lock him up in a mental institution and he spends a long time there um but basically kind of what happens is all the things still play out and it leads you to believe that maybe he could have been the the catalyst to set this chain of events off. It yeah. kind of leaves that sort of doubt in your head. Um, but there, there's basically a, a, a recurring flashback throughout the film where um, young Bruce Willis sees somebody get shot at the airport. And it's only at the very end of the film that you see that the guy that gets shot at the airport is his future self. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but it's, it's quite an interesting film. Is that film. a little it's bit of a... That's a little bit of a similar scenario to uh, when we said that Nicolas Cage um, plays an 18-year-old a year after an actual eight, a 17-year-old plays a 17-year-old. Yeah. Is that, that, that's yeah. kind of younger Bruce Willis thing where he's still obviously bald and wearing a wig. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a decent film. Uh, the virus wipes out uh, a lot of people and it's, <clears throat> it's actually a man-made virus as well. You're losing There's your somebody... voice there, are we? <clears throat> I think it's this bloody... Oh, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm going to have no, a big no. sip of water. Hold on. DM me, bud. <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to die. Uh, yeah, okay. so... Um, the, the one thing so... I would say about the, the 12 monkeys is... Sorry, just 12 monkeys. The one thing I'd say about it is because of the, the back and forth uh, chronological sort of stuff, I feel like the pacing of it and what keeps you involved in it kind of ends up losing me a little bit in the end but I like it a lot for its tone yeah 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 definitely it's got a cool sort of world to watch and yeah nice nice visuals even though supposedly um, one of the visuals got Terry Gilliam or or whoever was designing it um, actually had to pay a six figure sum to an artist um, because the, there's basically an interrogation chair in, in 12 Monkeys um, and an artist called, uh, I think it's Lebius Woods, he had a, an illustration called Neo-Mechanical Tower Upper Chamber okay. and it's the same thing and okay. basically they must have agreed because they paid him, a Universal paid him a six-figure sum. 
I'm just having a look um, at some of this uh, Levy's Wood stuff now. Ian's opinion. Ian, uh, Ian, uh, licensing lawyer. Yeah, you've got them there. They bloody yeah. style in it. Is that is that an open and shut case? I oh, mate, it wasn't it's... open. They fucked themselves over. Okay, Sorry. um, I've I've got a really fun bit of trivia here that um. I think you're going to really enjoy. <laughs> uh, so a tagline was originally suggested for the film was this. The future is in the hands of a man who has... Right, I'm going to start that again. The future is in the hands of a man who has none. This was considered to be a confusing tagline as it made it sound as though he had no hands as opposed to having no future. <laughs> right, oh, so what about... The future is in the hands of a man who doesn't have one would have worked. I mean, just send me to the marketing department. I'll sort that out. I'll sort, <laughs> I mean, I'll sort that out as well as the um, licensing Contagion laws. outbreak, the licensing law, and, you know, no, he's a man of many talents. Gee, um, throw something so just, at me I can't do. No, right, let's, let's move on. Where do you want to move on to now? Well, let's, uh, let's keep this going. So I... Don't want you to get um, angry with me here, but one of the ones that I watched that is perhaps not fully following the the theme or the brief is the girl with all the gifts because okay. it's post outbreak. But what I think is okay. interesting about it though is Twelve Monkeys is post outbreak as well. All right, cool. So you broke your own rules. Well, let's go on then. So um, basically, the twist on this one is that one of the main characters in it is actually um, an experimental sort of human version like an, an intentionally infected human who may be uh, the cure to the disease and outbreak so actually trying to find that cure is kind of what this one's all about Okay. Um, so, the official synopsis. A scientist and a teacher living in a dystopian future embark on a journey of survival with a special young girl named Melanie. Uh, so this has got Paddy Considine, Gemma Arterton and Glenn Close in it. And I, I thought it was really quite good, actually. That It's not so much a twist, but there's a big moment at the end of it where a character sort of realises something really important about themselves. Um, and it, it sort of twists things quite quickly. You look at things uh-huh. from the perspective of the... Like, I mean, if you imagine the way that um, Dr. Ian Smythe might look at an outbreak, be trying to sort yeah. it all out, wouldn't he? Well, that's yeah. the way that you look at the film from the start, but turns out things might go a different way in the end. Okay. Just leave that with you. Anyway, do you know, here? just going back to the video game stuff that we maybe talked about about 20 or 30 episodes ago now, this Resident film... Evil. Sh- no, just our video games episode. Just yeah, okay. more, more broadly, but the film shares similar themes and plot points to the PS4 video game The Last of Us. Okay. Both feature a fungal zombie plague. Um, yeah. Both have a, a last stage of infection where people sprout spore pods. Both zombies overwhelmingly rely on a single sense, so smell in the movie and sound in the game, uh, meaning that the heroes could move from, like, sort of have a chance of survival among the hordes. Um, And both feature a young girl who's potentially the cure. And you know something that's really weird? Is that Glenn Close's sister-in-law, Deb Close, is a massive fan of... Deb Close. 
that could be her zombie movie, but it turns out she's a massive zombie movie fan, and she okay. has she has a um, sort of cameo in the film. What's really weird is I was reading this fact, and it said she is the one wearing a blue net with green facial fungus that Glenn stares uh, that Glenn stares at as her character walks past. And literally, as I read it, I looked up, and that exact moment happened. What? Weird, freaky. You were you were double screening. I was, yeah, yeah. I was trying to research and film watch at the same time. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it about that. I mean, a little girl eats a living cat. I thought that might disturb you a little bit. And also, bits of it are... You disturb. Bits of it are shot in um, Birmingham and Solihull and Stoke-on-Trent. Oh, that is scary. Yeah, pretty, pretty grim. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go through a few. That was good. And then you can just give... You can give me some feedback. Okay. okay. So we've got, uh, there's one called Mayhem, and this is out this year. Well, actually, it was out last year, 2017. Um, and this yeah, is the, the ID7 virus. And this one, um, they're all trapped in an office block. So basically, like, they go to work, bloody virus in an office block, and it causes people to, like, rage, to go really insane. It looks quite good. It looks a little bit like the Balco experiment. It looks like you could probably watch them as a double bill. Lots okay. of people like hitting each other with staplers, that kind of thing. Um, but I did survive. Got, got a little bit of sex and nudity here before we just quickly move on to the next one. Uh, uh, right at the beginning of the film, a man and a woman are having sex on a desk. Her breasts are visible for a few shots. They're jiggling while he is thrusting. I mean, that's just physics. Um, another where a man and a woman are having sex over a desk where the man is standing behind the woman as she is bent forward you can see him moving and thrusting but this uh, this too is shot from a distance uh, but there's no sounds and lasts a few seconds and then in brackets it says it was confirmed that it was unsimulated sex between a couple in real life what? yeah Hmm. It was extras on the set doing it. And it made it to the film. Made it into the film. I mean, maybe that says something about the quality of the film. Next week, can you not do all your research inside your shed? Children of Men. So this is an outbreak that causes uh, no more, uh, as you might say, wins. Okay. Oh, Children of Men. Yeah, yeah. So, like, no more kids. Aye. No more kids, no more pregnancies, uh, and they're protecting the one last uh, pregnant woman going. Pretty decent film. Highly recommend it. We've got, moving on now, to probably the worst outbreak film of all time. Maybe one of the worst films of all time. It's an epidemic caused by plants. It's The Happening. Okay, yeah. Uh, Official synopsis. A science teacher, his wife and a young girl struggle to survive a plague that causes those infected to commit suicide. Uh, The tagline here is, and and this is by M. Night Shyamalan, by the way, um, and you'll you'll know this by the tagline. So the tagline is, we've sensed it. Okay. We've seen the signs. Now it's happening. <sighs> who's who's in this again? Is it Marky Mark or is it Nicholas? This Cage? is Mark Wahlberg and uh, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe. Uh, is that, what Zoe Zoe? Uh, so this is basically like 
a toxin released by plants to rid humans as as nature has kind of figured out that humans are kind of poisoning the planet so the plants kind of send these toxins out that give humans suicidal urges it's it's a sort of an idea that's quite good really i mean it's quite an interesting idea but it's so badly done mark Wahlberg is just confused throughout the whole film and there is evidence to suggest uh, that he was actually confused throughout the filming as well because there's a blooper on the dvd where they're about to film a scene where Mark Wahlberg's gone to this country house and he's asking if they've got fresh food. And Mark Wahlberg's just standing in front of M. Night Shyamalan going, so, uh, why would I be asking if there's fresh food here if there's no, you know, if if there's a worldwide thing going on? And he just doesn't get it. And uh, <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan just goes, two words, canned food. <sighs> I mean, what a he's- director. Yeah, really. <laughs> Two words. Getting getting to the heart of what was confusing the man. Would you say that Alien Covenant and Alien Prometheus could fall under the um, banner of kind of disease outbreak films? Would you say that Alien in general could be yeah disease outbreak film? They do. They On do. On a smaller smaller macro scale. Yeah. I think so, but what I would say is it might be more interesting given that we've got very little time left to maybe talk mm. about like Pontypool instead of Alien. What do you reckon? Well, no, that's fine, and and I think one of the things I just wanted to again, like you, you're quite rightly doing here, Ian, and we may have to do zombies another time. Um, but the different kind of forms and where these diseases stem from, where they come from, so with like things like the thing. Uh, virus and life something from space with the happening it's plants with doomsday and outbreak it's a virus you've got infected water like in cabin fever and the crazies as well yep you've got vampirism uh, in daybreakers and also i am legend as well yeah i i think that yeah the vampire thing is um the, the kind of probably the oldest disease spreading story in horror, really, in a way. Do you know why? Do you know why the why it's called I Am Legend? Um, because you wouldn't know from the film, but have you got any idea why it's called I Am Legend? Because I think it's quite interesting. I've actually read the book. Go go um, for it, Ollie. Tell us, enlighten us. Okay, so in the book, and this doesn't happen in the film. The film's pretty crap, by the way. Uh, don't think it's worth watching. It's terrible CG. Wow. things, but in the book Robert Neville is this last man on earth um, and the film's actually been made uh, a couple of other times once it was called The Last Man on Earth another time it's called The Omega Man and basically the main character Robert Neville he's like a survivalist and he's going out collecting fuel collecting food um, and then hunting these these vampires he thinks the whole world has been wiped out it's a massive disease but it turns out there's still little kind of colonies around so he actually starts killing these these vampires and defending himself but from the vampires perspective they are now kind of as the humans were so they're like the dominant species on the planet and they're there to stay like we are now Hmm. and actually this robert neville character has become like the legend of vampire like uh, of dracula so okay. he's so he's the legend that makes so he sense. and but the the film just doesn't do that and it's such a good 
like twist subversion on it that yeah. they and they don't even do it they just have Will Smith running at a load of CG shite with a grenade and they completely miss out on this like on this brilliant twist ending and it's such a bloody shame but tell me about Pontypool okay well I was just going to say because you're going you're running through quickly through all the different types of ways to be infected in, in these types of films so Pontypool is one where the infection is done via audio um, yeah and and it's basically sort of strange combinations of words that are transmitted that transmit this sort of um, um, uh, zombie like disease it's been quite a while since I watched it so you that, say actually. a word and you, and you transmit the disease yeah, and and it's set inside a radio station, so they're obviously transmitting oh. words out to lots of words, lots of words, and also to lots of people. So you know, uh, but I think it's done very well, and it's like kind of, I wouldn't say it's like that sophisticated, but it's an it's an interesting twist on the whole thing, and it's like it does play out quite um, dramatically, and it kind of holds your attention the whole time. So if anyone's not seen it, I'd watch that. Have you seen it? I, I do want to see it. I've not seen it, but I'm, I'm well up for it. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's worth a look. And one other thing is just um, the method of transmission. Have you ever seen Shivers, the Cronenberg film? I, I must have seen it, but I, I, please, please refresh my memory. Oh, I think I mentioned Shivers and um, Rabid one time before. Rabid's uh, the, the skin graft, isn't it? Yeah, but Shivers is the first one. But for, for the first couple, there are... Uh, first couple of his films he does a bit of sort of this infection outbreak sort of thing before he then moves on to sort of more videodrome body horror stuff Um, but Shivers is set in one building and there's this outbreak of sort of like weird like it's introduced by Crazy Doctor um, but there are these weird slug like characters that move between different people and basically their transmission is caused by any sort of sexual contact (laughs) Okay. So it's quite disgusting. It it it, ba- it basically makes you do the thing that Garth Marenghi aims for with his horror, which is to make people go, um, which I think is the best kind of horror, really. So I'd watch Shivers if you haven't. It's definitely better than The Crazies, I'd say, as okay. far as an infection-based film goes, or outbreak film. Okay. Have you got any others? Have you got any other bits? Uh, just, just a couple more. I want to name drop, and then we can, and then we can uh, finish up. So we've got man-made viruses or, or or humans that end up fucking things up. So we've got things like um, Planet of the Apes as well. Um, so this is the new, the new, the new one because they start genetically engineering. Um, you know, they start messing around with the apes, and then the apes kind of take over and then there's a disease that affects only humans and the humans start dying out so there's there's that one i thought cabin fever was okay i quite liked that it was in a small enclosed weird environment but yeah we'll have to i think look i think what we're gonna have to do is move zombies onto another time because zombies is pretty big it's a big big one yeah i've i've actually got a book in my room called The Book of the Dead. It also looks like um, maybe Nicolas Cage's new film Mom and Dad also has Explores this kind of... an interesting twist on it, yeah. Yeah, and also finally there's two films that have a, a similar theme of a, a virus being spread through radio transmissions and kind of electronic devices. One is called The Signal and another one is called Sal and Sal is written by 
Stephen King and I think the film's actually directed by Eli Roth and it looks absolute dog shit but I think the signal is supposed to be okay um, but yeah I just want to I just want to end on 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 one little bit of uh, on sex and nudity and then and then we can wrap it up if that's alright okay great uh, so this is for 12 monkeys and, classic and, and Ollie trying to end on sex and nudity well I just think we need to end on something a bit lighter than just you know getting yeah. ill so um, Cole Bruce Willis Cole's rear, rear end is seen twice but both times it is when he's being washed down in a shower so it's non-sexual so he's being he's being power hosed down yeah uh, you, fi- you do find that quite a turn on though don't you I like. I mean, I enjoy um, a, jet a power wash. shower. Yeah, Jeffrey pulls down his trousers and reveals his butt and runs around. This isn't sexual either. It's played for laughs. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then finally, this is just a little bit of this is just a little bit of advice for all the uh, the parents out there wondering if their kids can see Twelve Monkeys. Um, it says if a kid has seen their own butt before they should be fine for the nudity in this film <laughs> I mean how does that I mean how does that work I actually think that's fair but as as standard if you've seen your own butt it's fine. only your own one in the mirror then you're fine yeah exactly yeah okay I'm sure that's okay yeah I mean, cool I, I um, subscribe to that logic for sure <coughs> are you dead uh, we need to I think we need to <coughs> wrap this one up here and I'm starting to sweat profusely tell you what you call the doctors and I'm <sighs> going to wrap up the show wow. okay well if you like this week's show or even if you actually didn't like it and you've got a bunch of gripes or things that we got wrong then get in touch guysonfilmpodcast at gmail.com is where you can send us an email and if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, it's at UF Podcast. And if you use Facebook more than any of those and you're like, you know what, mate, I do that, I'm on Facebook, then you can go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film and just check us out there, like our stuff and give us a, a comment or two on an episode that you got something to say about. If we didn't hit uh, the sort of top films that you think resonate with the theme of outbreaks and sort of like I don't know I, I feel like maybe I didn't strike exactly the heart of the matter there there's probably stuff that we've missed out so if anyone's got ideas then please get in touch let us know um, what and, and look don't bloody tie oh you didn't do zombies zombies are outbreaks too you know but like, we're, we're gonna do zombies but we I think we feel like they need a whole episode maybe two yeah yeah I think so Okay, so you got anything else, Ollie? No. Great. Just need to stretch, lie down, and have a cold shower. Cause <coughs> wow, the space I'm in your shirt. a lot of symptoms. Um. Bye. Bye. <laughs>